the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. At a White House ceremony, President Trump signed the $484 billion coronavirus relief package yesterday. I want to thank Congress for answering my call to pass this critical funding. And it is now the fourth of the major coronavirus funding bills being passed, tallying up to about $2.8 trillion worth of spending. This one includes tens of billions of dollars for hospitals and improved coronavirus testing as well. Meanwhile, Brazil is quickly becoming one of the world's COVID-19 hotspots. The head of strategic communications for Trump 2020 says he's had to fight hard every day against media bias. They are more cheerleaders for their own point of view and their partisan outcomes than they are that the that fourth estate to to hold those accountable and answerable. Mark Lauder was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network, and this is SRN News. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 800-775-4514. That's 800-775-4514. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We have the greatest economy in the world. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show. 
1440. There almost should be a... Don't you think there should be a timpani right at the end of that? There should be just one more boom right at the end of that thing. Well, there'll be a production meeting. Timpani and gong are different <laughs> different things. I I should point out, Mrs. Banyan um, has played in a has played in a, uh, a symphony orchestra as a percussionist. She's she's a pianist by by tra- by training, but she also loves to play play percussion, and will do that in a in a band or in an orchestra or any place you want. And, and it's fun to sort of know that. Okay, in this one, she's on the xylophone. So to us in the house, the one thing, if you're the best percussionist in the, in the entire section, snare drum, you get to, which is also, by the way, that's, the, that's a very preferred piece. Now, I'm not sure you know this, okay? And certainly no one tuned into the King Banyan show looking for, looking for a discussion of, of percussion instruments. But I learned there's a pecking order. Um, there's, a, there's a pecking order in the percussion section. And the pecking order in the percussion section is the timpani, that's specialist. You got to be somebody special to play the timpani. And then after that, the snare drum, that's the thing. If you get to play the snare in the band, you're, you're pretty much near the top. And, and the missus sometimes got to play the snare, never got the timpani. Played the cymbal, but even more fun. How about xylophone? Let's see. Let's see if he's got a xylophone sound in that in that box of his down there. Or I forgot my xylophone at home, King. It's, this, is, this is exhausting too. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've I've been flying all day, and boy, are my arms tired. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway. Uh, Lot, lot, that's a lot of fun, and 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 just at that end of that piece, you just feel like there should have been a timpani there, but that's that it wouldn't be Wagner if next week. Be. Next week, there we go. Um, King Band Show Business fourteen forty. I'm in the basement of my home, still up in St. Cloud. We're still living under the uh, living under the stay at home order here, which, uh, with any luck, has only nine more days to run at the time of our of this show playing. Amen. Uh, Amen for that. It'll be pretty good uh, if that turns out to be the case. Kind of feels like it's going to be the case. Some businesses that represent about eighty to one hundred thousand employees get to get to reopen their doors, I believe, soon. Although not to customers, they're just basically operating them for the, each other, and they can't really be facing a whole lot of they can't face a whole lot of uh, customers right yet. But that's. Right now, we're at a oh, more than half a million people having filed for unemployment insurance in the state of Minnesota as of uh, Thursday of this past week, about 530,000, more or less. Now, they're not all, that's not everybody that might overcount. There might have been some people that went on to unemployment and then came off on the following week. Those are actually counting applications. That doesn't mean that every application was accepted, although I'm willing to say more than 99% of them are. Okay. Um, does not count people who are gig workers. It does not yet count people who are, who are independent contractors. They're supposed to be able to collect, but it's varying from state to state in terms of who is getting registered in there. There was a wonderful piece in the Wall Street Journal yesterday friday which indicated that that some states like rhode island had started to collect claims from gig workers from independent contractors and it was showing up as a fairly significant piece of their new claims in the past week we should see those in minnesota here shortly but as i understand it from what i've read i haven't talked to anybody at deed about this but uh, as i understand it right now they are not yet able to file if i am wrong about that um you can just go ahead and uh, tweet at us at pound kbrs uh use the hashtag pound kbrs and that's how we'll read that i'm not 100 percent sure that that they've been able to file yet my understanding is no but that it will be very very soon maybe in the next week 
I'm also wondering who's gotten themselves some of that sweet, sweet, negative price gasoline. Um, before the show, uh, just to check our connection, uh, John was playing for me a uh, copy of last week's show, and I know we spent some time talking about the OPEC Plus deal. And so what a shock it was, right, was it, wasn't it, to find out that the price of oil on the near future contract fell to a negative $39 a barrel. Ouch. Yeah. Free, free, free. It's not free, because here's the problem. The price they're quoting to you was, of course, and if you listen regularly to Business 1440, you probably already know this. It was the price for a barrel of oil to be delivered in May to a place called Cushing, Oklahoma. All right? There's only 8,500 people living in Cushing, Oklahoma. But, boy, everybody knows about that place now, because it was the focus of everything. It was a futures contract, meaning that you were buying a contract to gain future delivery. And the delivery point was a place in Cushing, Oklahoma. So if you were a holder of that gas, uh, that contract, at the end of the day on Tuesday of this past week, you in fact had to be able to take possession of the barrel of oil in Cushing, Oklahoma problem there's no place to store the oil whoops that would be a problem <laughs> there was no place to put the, put the oil indeed uh, uh dan yerrigan whose book uh, on oil from the night was probably written about uh 35 years ago is still in my mind uh, the classic book if you want to understand the oil industry and particularly the rise of opec uh it's an old book but it's a very valuable book uh, he's still out working, I believe, for Citibank right now. I don't remember. Doesn't, it's not relevant to me. It's just that I recognize him as probably still to this day one of the ten smartest people in the world when it comes to discussing oil. Um, explain it to us like this. Play cut number three, please. It certainly bounced back from a contract, and I think this reflects more of what's actually happened in the market. That was a, an anomaly, but we could see more anomalies. But the real thing is that it's the storage, the number one commodity, the most prized commodity uh, today is storage, not oil. And there aren't very many places in the world to put it. And uh, so what we're going to see is cutbacks in production uh, as people adjust to this market. So how much would it cost you, right? Right now, you got these massive tankers. You've all seen these pictures of these massive oil tankers. In February... You could get a tanker, the use of a tanker for a day to hold as much oil as a tanker would hold for $25,000. At one point this past week, it was at, it was at almost $300,000 to store a barrel of oil. That's what it meant for it to be negative. Because you don't want to consume the oil in Cushing, Oklahoma. You want to consume the oil where you are. And your problem was, how are you going to get it from there to here? So this reemphasizes something we said last week. The amount of oil that's out there is so huge relative to the places where you can store it that you ended up with this anomaly. And the anomaly was only because this is not a financial contract that settles in dollars. This is a, this is a contract that actually says, I'm going to... I'm going to receive a barrel of oil in Cushing, Oklahoma on a date in May, a date certain in May. And I have to, you as the holder of that contract have to receive the delivery. Uh, and, and what it means is I'm paying you $39 so that you have to figure out where the oil goes rather than me. Right? The, the scarce commodity isn't oil. It's where to put it. And when you see that happen, that's how you can get very negative prices in the oil industry. And and I think that's I think that's truly truly fascinating, right? Don't you? I think it's just fascinating to, to think about the idea that that you would have had to receive a barrel of oil. Okay, the according, according to Euronav, uh, one of the art, world's largest tanker companies, we are one of the few industries making money in this period. 
The current market demand for vessels is totally and completely unusual. Okay, the, the use of oil right now, due to this shutdown, is about a third, right? 30 to 35 million barrels a day of 100 million barrels of supply is basically been destroyed by the closing of, of various economies around the world. And that's why the price of your gas probably was a, was a lot less than uh, you were used to. How much was it? We'll tell you again after this. King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. My business is the only free service of its kind where homeowners can receive three separate bids on any brand of roofing, siding, and windows from three local contractors after only one short meeting with me. Well, did you know that free short meeting can also happen over the phone? Over the years, I've had many customers take advantage of my virtual appointments. You know, I've got this down. Customers simply send me a few pictures, and we discuss the best options to fit their budget needs over the phone. I can get all the measurements I need online with today's satellite programs, and voila! You receive accurate installed quotes via email a few days later, same as my popular in-person process. This is great for busy people, and it's being used even more with today's health concerns. It's the best way to receive three competitive bids on the top brands of window siding and roofing with zero salespeople trouncing through your home. I work hard to find you the best prices and quality. So set up your virtual appointment today with me, Ryan, at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. If you have a need for your roof or gutters, it's even easier to find us online now at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. If you have one, don't throw away our old business card. Even if you go to the old site, you'll end up at thekingdombuilders.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. We're talking with you here on uh, the last weekend of April. It'll be a big week next week because we'll have the GDP numbers for the first quarter. Probably in the area between, uh, I would say right at this moment, my guess is, is somewhere between 4 and 7% negative for the first quarter. Ouch. The, yeah, March was March was pretty rough. Uh, that four percent number is what CBO gave. I'll give I'll give you a little bit more about that in a moment. But I wanted to go back to talking about talking about, in fact, uh, what happened with the price of uh, the price of gas. We looked at uh, I was looking at uh, prices around my area, 
and right now I'm going at about uh, about one thirty five, one thirty six a gallon. And and uh, John, what was the price outside of the mothership? We're actually right there, one thirty six currently off cliff. Okay, yeah. So one thirty six is a pretty good pretty good number, not a great number. So I'm looking at prices uh, around the around the area, and here's something that's interesting. Do you know what the price of an average gallon of gas, of regular gas, was in Madison, Wisconsin? One thirteen. What? Yeah. So if you think to yourself, why why am I paying this much? I mean, it's all over the place. the The place I mentioned uh, uh, last week that had that at one point had seventy nine nine. Uh, for their for their gas is currently at right at one dollar. I kind of wonder. You've heard me. This is kind of my my crankiness about uh, one of my crankiness pieces about uh, Minnesota laws. We have a minimum price law in the state of Minnesota. You can only, you can't charge less than a certain amount for your gas. So imagine this. Imagine you thought to yourself, someone's willing to come and pay me. Let's say a dollar a gallon to hold gasoline because there's an excess supply, right? Someone's willing to pay me a dollar to put gas in my tank that I can then turn around and sell to you. But I've got gas in my tank already that I need to get rid of. What should I charge you? This is your economics lesson for today. What should I charge you for the gas, right? I paid a buck and a quarter, let's say, for the gas that I plan to charge you a buck and a half for. But right now, I could probably get a I could probably get a dollar from my supplier, and I could turn around and sell that gas back to you for another dollar. You'd be fifty cents better off, and I would end up making two dollars on that gas rather than than the twenty five cents I'm about to make on the gas I need to sell to you. So why wouldn't I just try to give that gas to you at whatever price you'd be willing to pay? You know, I'd send John by with his gas guzzler and say, fill that baby up, and I'd bring all my gas cans and do that. You know what, in Minnesota? You can't do that. You can't do that. Because you are required to charge a minimum markup, excuse me, upmark, my goodness, a minimum markup, from what you paid for the gas that's already in your tank in your in your in your drums underneath your your gas station in the tanks underneath your gas station so you cannot possibly take advantage of someone trying to dump gas out of the market into your into into Minnesota right now so the entire value this is the only reason I wanted to bring this up the entire value of for having at least for one day the opportunity to have somebody pay you to take a barrel of oil off their hands wouldn't have mattered to Minnesota. Wouldn't have mattered at all because you weren't going to get be able to take advantage of it because they couldn't get the gas out of the gas stations in order to put the cheaper gas into them. They would have loved to have been able to take advantage of that of that opportunity, but they could not. Thanks, brother. Because that's the law here in Minnesota. Isn't, you know, as my mom would say at a time like this, well, isn't that the berries? That's one of her, that's one of her very favorite, favorite phrases here. So as you look, I I look at a picture taken last night, um, or excuse me, Thursday night and, and shown on CNBC uh, on Friday. This, this, this is just marked. Oil prices could remain under pressure according to satellite imagery analysis. This is pretty cool. They're actually looking using satellites to look down at uh, Ras Tunura, which is uh, the crude oil storage facility in Saudi Arabia, one of, the, one of its largest ones. And they're saying even though you've had these huge cuts to, to supply from production on the production side, even though you've had these huge cuts... They're still stacking up the oil. They're still stacking it up. There is no way in heck that we're going to be able to get that much oil bought and sold out of the out of the market out of the marketplace. This is, I mean, let me let me read this. The next catalyst will be inventories hitting capacity limits. 
The way you will know that is through satellite imagery because the data isn't available outside the U.S. So we knew how much space was in Cushing. We know how much space is in the pipelines. Again, they are sending tankers that normally you rent for $25,000 a day to transport, transport oil. They're renting them at two hundred dollars and $300,000, not to move it from one place to another place, but just to store it. Just to store it, to store the oil. Ursa Space Systems, Kairos, and Orbital Insight are three analytics firms that specialize, this is a CNBC story, specialize in applications for satellite data, especially for clients in the oil and gas industry. The firms make use of a variety of sources for data, ranging from, from, uh, uh, from satellites uh, from uh, the European Space Agency to commercial companies like, that use uh, uh, SAR and, and probably are using some suborbital things and maybe even uh, high-flying drones using uh, some version of LiDAR. Um, they're cutting back, and this was the piece I wanted to say. While U.S. oil production has begun to slow down to 12.2 million barrels a day last week from 13.1 million barrels a day a month ago, those cuts are not enough. So they've cut production 8 to 9%. But again, they probably have, these slowdowns have probably destroyed demand Around of around 30 to 35 million barrels a day. And so that oil is going to pile up, and these places are going, to, are going to fill up. In oil, we expect the market to test global storage capacities in the next three to four weeks. The WTI, this story with Cushing, Oklahoma, was just a local event. What you saw was the canary in the coal mine. Expect to see this happen in a variety of other places, including the June contract on on that West Texas Intermediate that goes to Cushing. That contract's last day is May 19th. So on May 19th, you're likely to have another event just like the one we had on Tuesday this past week. Because of the funkiness of the U.S. futures contract, where rather than being able to settle up in cash, send money one place or the other to, to settle the contract, you actually have to take physical delivery. And nobody wants physical delivery of the oil right now. Nobody wants to receive a, receive a dollar, or no one wants to receive a barrel of oil. Um, there are 3.2 billion barrels of crude oil already in global inventories. That's a record high. The majority of land-based oil storage is in the form of floating roof tanks. The, the, world's, the world's floating roof tanks is currently at 55.6% of capacity, meaning that there's about 2 billion more barrels of storage capacity available. So if you want, so if you think this out, Right there's two billion available, or two or two thousand million barrels available. Right, we had production, we had production, we've had demand drop by thirty-five million barrels a day. So do the math. Right, no one said there'd be math. If you do the math, it's about two months of production that they would have done. If the two months worth of production would have been enough if they didn't make any cuts, they would run out of space around the world in two months. That's why the amount of, that's why the amount of oil that's being produced in this country, it's going to be so much lower and it's going to be lower around the world because they have to figure out how not to get to the point where they're all full like that. That's what I mean by Cushing and on Tuesday was the canary in the coal mine. They are out. Uh, they're going to run out of space. Two billion is a lot. Remember, right, we think that they've destroyed between 30 to 35 million barrels a day of demand. We also think that that, should, uh, that that number will fall as economies begin to restart. But somewhere in June or July, if things don't pick up dramatically, you could start hearing more and more stories of places where there is a local event where storage is no longer available. 
And with that storage no longer available, you'll see these price cuts again over and over and over. So I'm making a big deal about it, but the point the the, the point remains the point remains you can you know <laughs> it's going to be hard to get a tanker. Uh, everyone's going to want to send oil from one places uh, from one place to another, but they're going to be looking and looking for more places to fill. So the number one business you want to be in right now, guess what? You want to be in the business of being someplace where oil can be stored. If you could be in that business, you got a chance to make a lot of money this summer. If you are, if you know a company that's in that business and you can invest in it, probably a good place to go. We'll be back with the rest of the economics news after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Okay, terrific. Can warrior from the safety of your setting. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. So I'm standing here right now looking at 10 different brand new LG refrigerators, stoves, washers, and dryers. And we have all 10 listed at a minimum of $500 cheaper than most of our competitors. That's huge considering that PJ's appliance outlet We do not use the fictional, often inflated MSRP price that most appliance stores use to get these savings. At PJ's, we're discounting real-time competitors' pricing for the same appliances throughout the cities. Hey, it's PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Now, I know you've heard all about how our customers travel from all over the Twin Cities to save hundreds, sometimes thousands, on name-brand appliances. In fact, customers upgrading several appliances have more often than not walked out of our store saving thousands. There's only so much I can say in a radio ad about our products, prices, and ironclad warranties. So if you're looking for new appliance or just feel like browsing, come check us out at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. I know the past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and disruptive. We're facing an unprecedented challenge in the COVID-19 virus. I want you to know that the state of Minnesota is putting every resource into this fight. We're being thoughtful and collaborative both inside and outside of government to keep Minnesotans safe. What I need from each of you is is continue to do what you've been doing so well. Stay home when you can, especially when you're sick. Follow those rules. Wash your hands. Cover your cough. Don't touch your face. They're not just things to repeat. They actually save lives. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website and use the hashtag StayHomeMN. Minnesotans, we've been through challenging times before. This will press us, but we will get through it. We'll do it by the basic decency, about caring for our neighbors, and following the rules that keep us all safe. We'll get through this together, Minnesota, and come out stronger on the other side. Thanks for your cooperation. The following program was pre-recorded. Will Mount telephone and ringing, and it told me tired but chairman. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. Thank you for listening today. This is um, this will seem odd to you for me to say it this way. I don't think it was a bad week for the data. I, why would I have spent the first half hour of today's show talking about oil prices? Because I think we've become numb to a lot of the numbers that are out there. Indeed, I saw a couple glimmers of hope in data. Here's one. The University of Michigan's Consumer Confidence Index. Now, to me, consumer confidence indices are lower tier 
uh, economic indicators relative to some others. When we do the jobs report two Saturdays, it will be, of course, wow. That's a big deal. But this is this is still a big deal in and of its own right. So let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and read this to you. Right, week rel- week relative to March. Final April University of Michigan Consumer Confidence Index at seventy one point eight. Better than the initial estimate of better than the initial print of seventy one. Estimated to come in at 68. Okay. In other words, the data that that came in on that, we're expecting negative data. So when we get numbers like the unemployment insurance claims, where another four and a half million dollars, four and a million, four and a half million people filed initial claims for unemployment insurance. It's not the, it's not the restaurants anymore. It's not it's not the massage and nail salons. Now we're getting into, we're even past most of the retail stores. Now we're getting into construction. Now we're getting into manufacturing. We're now getting to the types of jobs where even that extra $600 that you hear people talk about probably isn't as big an issue as, uh, as you might expect. I, I mean, so uh, this is a labor. This is Labor Secretary uh, 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 Eugene Scalia, uh, Scalia, excuse me, Eugene Scalia, uh, speaking on uh, Fox News uh, on uh, on Friday morning, and he's discuss he's discussing the, those numbers, and he's I mean they're trying to put a positive spin on this. I'm not sure how far off this actually is. Let's play cut number eight, please. It's going to take a lot longer, and you're looking at sort of a creeping uh, growth story for the next year. How do you see it? Um, I'm uh, optimistic uh, that we can get back from this more quickly than we have from economic downturns in the past, Maria. Um, The unemployment numbers, again, they're really very high, uh, much higher than we've seen uh, in years past. But Uh, It's got a very different cause. It it, it was caused by a a health crisis, uh, not by problems in the underlying fundamentals. As you know, we discussed in the past, our economy was just exceptionally strong uh, even six weeks ago. And uh, a lot of the fundamentals that we had then are in place. The policies we had then, uh, they're in place. It's a matter of uh, getting past this virus and reopening. Uh, And I I think there's reason for more optimism than in, in past downturns. And and he not just him, right? There was additional. Uh, this is Steve Stephen Whiting. He's uh, he's the uh, chief economist for uh, Citibank's uh, private banking uh, uh, business, and uh, he was arguing as well that there's a possibility of a V-shaped recovery coming out of this data right now. Cut number two, please, John. So we have to think in those terms. What I think we are likely to see uh, is that about a quarter of all workers in Western economies are unable to perform their jobs in the second quarter, whether we count them as unemployed, whether we uh, simply uh, have them furloughed or just they're unable to do their jobs, but still have them. So for GDP, this is going to be a very severe drop in the United States. If we annualize that drop, as we always do, a 10 percent drop becomes a 40 percent annualized pace of decline. If we get half of those workers back in the third quarter, you got to remember those gains and losses are asymmetric. We think that that could be a 30% annualized rebound, even if you get halfway back. So in many respects, we're expecting a, a long period here to get to a new high in the economy. There are particular sectors, uh, travel, hospitality, uh, traditional retail. These are things that will be negatively impacted. Some elements of, of real estate right. will come back slowly. Uh, but I think you can still, once we get past the second quarter period, there can be um, a pretty sharp rebound. And I think you're seeing that already in China's economy. And that's roughly indicative. And the Congressional Budget Office, likewise, says, says in essence, about a 40 to 42 percent drop in GDP in the second quarter. Right. But followed rather quickly by about a 25 percent increase in Q3 a 12% increase in Q4, giving you overall, year over year, a decline of 5.6%. That's a significant recession. 
And it's actually, in terms of a one-year shock, of, of a one-year uh, quarter-four-to-quarter-four number, that's a number that will be as large as pretty much anything in my lifetime. That's bigger than what happened in, in 2008-2009. On the other hand, it does have much more of a V-shape, and it makes, it makes 2021 look a little bit more chipper, uh, likely to have a positive growth rate that will still be some of the recovery going back to 3%. So when I hear people say, v, you know, there's no such thing as a V, I say, well, it's a V, but the, the, it's not a symmetric angle. It's not like GDP will come all the way back to exactly where it was before. But you begin to see signs that people have sort of baked in. This is turning out to be just right where you would, exp- you know, that... The way things are going, they feel prepared for. There has been enough realism injected into this economy, into people's expectations, that absent something really disturbing, uh, and I think by disturbing, I'm thinking in terms of what happens with the course of the uh, of the coronavirus in terms of the death rates and whether you need a second wave of uh, closings because we get a second wave of infections that comes on the, you know, almost immediately after uh, governors uh, let their stay-at-home orders expire. Uh, I think it's only those times. That's the only way in which I see this thing being something more like the, the deeper U or the W that, that, that people have discussed. I think, in fact, there's, an, there's enough information out there to say the health industries look like I would say the housing industry is going to struggle. I've put up lots of information at our at using uh, our Twitter feed at pound KBRS. If you follow that, you'll see the news of the week. Um, we've got about 7% of us mortgages that currently are in some level of forbearance, meaning, meaning people are not paying their mortgage and the banks are like, I'm okay with that for now because I'm getting I'm getting financed by by the Fed, uh, you know, in place. Retail retail malls about half of their tenants are not current on their payments of rent to the re, to the to the mall owners. About half at this moment. The Gap, for example, has just said we're not paying anybody. We need the money that's coming in to help keep our keep our employees whole. And so for us to do that, we're going to delay paying all of the malls that you find the gap, or I think they also own Banana Republic, uh, and and so forth. You're seeing you're seeing lots of places where the damage in the second quarter is is jaw dropping. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that uh we've lost the uh that we've lost the ability to think that the economy is, is able to bounce back in the second half of this year. It is possible. Sectors will be harmed. Some sectors will be harmed. But I, I dare say I don't think it's going to be, it's going to be too bad. So I, if I dig around the negatives, you know, 4.43 million jobless claims, which the market kind of just sort of shrugged off on the one hand, uh, U.S. manufacturing, uh, the market uh, P- market's PMI number went to 27.4, which is about half the break-even level. Services dropped to 27 as well. Uh, new home sales collapsing and existing home sales co- collapsing at the same time. Yeah, I see all those numbers. At this point, I'm going to say they're all baked into what people are thinking the economy looks like right now. And I think I, I those are all baked in. I think they're baked in even in places like Europe, which is in a, which is I think in even more dire circumstances than here because unlike the unlike what happened here where we're able to pass another humongous half trillion dollar spending bill, and they're already up talking about another, and we'll get to that in a second. In Europe, that's a much harder sell because the EU doesn't function quite the way the US does. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. 
Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Eric Metaxas here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something. Something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is. Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. This one has been work. Thank you for listening today, King Banya Show, Business 1440. If you know me well, you know that uh, this show and the entire Northern Alliance Radio Network uh, came about from uh, the tender ministrations of uh, both uh, Salem and the Twin Cities and our good friend Hugh Hewitt. Hugh had uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell on his show um, last on i think wednesday of this past week and um it was impressive to me because because he's able to get mcconnell to say things that i i sometimes find a bit surprising but i'll admit i actually had to stop and i i will tell you i am a major user of podcasts because i have to time shift just about everything because of my work schedule i do not get to listen to hugh live but i i i get the i get the podcasts automatically right at the end of each hour that he does them so that when i wake up i've already got the first hour in and because i'm working from home i think i got to hear this about midday and and i highly recommend uh subscribing to hugh's show because i it it, it is it is really really valuable and we owe the existence of this show to hugh i mean there's no question in that about that but i heard this and i said you you can't can't be serious here it is play cut number one for me please mitch mcconnell on hugh's show on wednesday yeah well i think it's going to be a broad discussion without you know throughout the conference i mean we all represent states we all have governors regardless of party who would love to have free money 
And I, that's why I said yesterday we're going to push the pause button here because I think this whole business of additional assistance for state and local governments needs to be thoroughly evaluated. You raised yourself the important issue of what states have done, many of them have done to themselves with their pension programs. Uh, there's not going to be any desire on the Republican side to bail out state pensions by borrowing money from future generations. So this is a much bigger conversation than we've had uh, providing assistance for small business because the government shut them out. Stop right there a second. Okay. To there, it's like you're singing my song, right? States have borrowed profligately. They have given away pension pension promises that they cannot afford. It has been true for uh, two decades, uh, longer than that, three decades. And if you've ever been a listener to this show for more than a month, you would know what I think about this. I spent time in the legislature uh, doing that. So up to that point, it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, those guys, they shouldn't be doing this. And I've always been suspicious that they were going to use a moment like this. They were going to use a moment like this to try to get the federal government to, to bail out their pensions. And so Leader McConnell, seeing the same thing, says this. Finish the clip. Put them out of business or assistance to hospitals which are overwhelmed by the COVID-19 uh, disease. This is a very different decision. Uh, these are all taxing authorities, just like we are. And I think that's why we need to have a, a fulsome uh, conference-wide discussion among Senate Republicans before we go down this path. You lack discipline. And and so later on, he says, uh, it sounds like wait, I don't have quite the, the, the piece I was looking for, uh, but later on he says, you know, and Hugh says on his show, states do not have the capacity to declare bankruptcy. There is a piece of the bankruptcy law, as you know. There is a, we talked about on the show. There's chap. There are various chapters of the bankruptcy bankruptcy law. There's Chapter Eleven and Chapter Thirteen and Chapter Seven, which are various various things that you can do within the within the, the bankruptcy law. If you're a private government, if you're a private business, public companies have access to. You see, uh, municipalities have access to something called Chapter 9 if their states let them use this, but they need state permission. States do not have this kind of permission. But the, but the leader says, well, maybe we should think about that. Maybe we should talk about that. Do you, um, I don't know, John, were you able to get the other clip that, that I sent down there? or have, have I we... checked for that, King. It was actually the same clip as that one, so we're missing okay. one of them. But uh, okay. <laughs> we had two All of right. one and none of the other. And, okay, that's too bad. Okay, so he says that, and then, and this causes a reaction. This is New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo speaking in reaction to what, uh, what the leader says. He says this, cut number five. You know, we've been talking about funding for state and local governments. And it was not in the bill that the House is going to pass today. They said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, the next bill. As soon as the Senate passed it, this current bill, Senator Mitch McConnell goes out and he says, uh, maybe the states should declare bankruptcy. Okay? This is one of the really dumb ideas of all time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I said to my colleagues in Washington, I would have insisted that state and local funding was in this current bill. You can stop there. We don't need to hear the rest of it. And you should have your record scratch sound effect ready, because I'm about to say something that you probably will never hear again on the King Banyan Show. I agree with Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, I do. Let me explain why. Municipal bonds trade at a discount to U.S. Treasury securities because of two things. One, they 
One, they have tax-preferred status, although they have less than they used to. States actually were very upset with the 2017 tax law because that tax law made it such that the benefit of holy municipal bonds was reduced and made it more made it more expensive for states to borrow. I don't particularly have a problem with that. I don't think we should use the I don't think we should use the tax laws of our country to to make it easy for states to borrow or for municipalities to borrow. But the other thing it does is because governments have that authority they have always had the there's always been this implicit promise that if a state ran into real trouble as a member of a federal of a federal system they would have some ability to rely on the federal government to seek assistance alone maybe or maybe a grant but a grant that would have attached to it lots and lots and lots of strings i believe that if the states are going to get money in another package, another COVID package in a few weeks, I agree with the senator that you should hold out and insist on all kinds of, of strings to be attached to this. But it it is unbelievable that someone with the experience, knowledge, integrity I have respected Senator McConnell's work in so many places. I think he is in, I mean, I know what Hugh thinks about his work regarding judges. For me, it's, it, there are other things. I don't think he's as good on economics as he is on judges. That's okay. He doesn't have to be. He's just one of 100 senators. He's got other people around that can help him with that. But to go on to not just Hugh's show, but he goes on to another show that that was you're hearing later, to go on two different shows and say, well, maybe they should be able to file for bankruptcy is nothing short of ridiculous and causes not just those states to have problems, but every municipality who's trying to figure out how to pay for police and fire, how to pay for these things. They're going to have to have access to credit markets to tide themselves over from taxes and the senator has made it harder for them, has increased their cost. Bad deal, sir. Bad deal. Don't do that. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Oh, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different. We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your roof or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. 
Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio.